Yo! Holy shit, I remember that! Escape Games Podcast is level 105. They finally flipped the iceberg. That's right. We are back with another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast. It's the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape Network. It is exactly 10 p.m. Pacific time, literally an hour after we were supposed to get started, but we finally got it going. Uh, we are live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Geekscape TV. Um, I am joined with uh, Adam Lemois. <laughs> I'm loud and I'm proud. Yes, you are. Uh, uh, Miss Courtney Dossett. Hello. <laughs> uh, and uh, Miss Josh Jackson. And I thought I was making us late. <laughs> uh, uh, how's everybody doing this week? It's been, a, it's been a minute since we've had Adam on. We've uh, fixed his uh, audio issues. And um, I, I, I do think it's fitting the episode that uh, was pr- predicated with so many audio problems. We have uh, uh, Lay Miz playing on our, tw- <laughs> on our Twitch. Right now, nobody else think that's funny. All right, fuck you. All right, not particularly. I'm done. I'm, I'm yeah, done. Sorry, I'm laughing I'm on the inside. Wait, uh, <laughs> not really. So, you, so let's um let's talk about the Muslim ban, guys. Okay, so I <laughs> no, know this has been no, really complex. No, no, no. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, uh, Newsweek's been a little bit slow. We've got a couple of uh interesting words notes. I'm going to um. I can't handle the chat right now. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't handle the Twitch chat right now. Um, oh God, damn it! I need. All right, I need to. I need to put the Twitch chat behind. Oh God, how do you put the window behind? Oh. Um. So, um, some solemn news. Uh, much like the. Never mind. I was gonna make a political joke. Uh. So the father of Pac-Man and the Namco f- and Namco founder Ma- Masahaya Nakamura has passed away at 91 years old. Um. Uh, there was kind of a, a weird bit of news, like, "Hey, um, you know, you know, a legend has died," but uh, I kind of just forgot he existed. Uh, it was a really weird, like, uh, really weird to get a reminder of his existence and how much you know he's he's changed the um, uh, video game uh, climate. It was uh, it was sad news, but he lived a pretty um, uh, pretty long life. What do you guys What do you guys think about all that? Sounds uh, like the worst obituary ever. <laughs> Why? Yes, indeed. No, just because just because it was like I forgot he existed, then I found out he died. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but yeah. I mean, no. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, 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 okay. I was gonna say, uh, yeah, it, it is sad because you know after Satori Iwata, it, it, it was one of those deaths where you're like, oh yeah, that that's not gonna happen for like years to come. You know, he's gonna be around for a long time, and you sort of take that stuff for granted. It's like, oh, he's he's just gone now. And that's sort of crazy, but you know, with him, it w- with uh, Nakamura, it's like, oh, okay, you know, he he was he was old, he was like ninety one, but you know, that still doesn't take the fact away that he did a lot. You know, he helped with like the advertising of Pac Man. Also, he was the one that was like, hey, uh, we should probably change Puck to Pac because <laughs> of vandalization in the U.S. But I also want he, to bring he, up that he um, knew us. He knew what we were up to. <laughs> he did. I also wanted to bring up the fact that not to get confused, even though he's sort of seen as the father of Pac-Man, not to be confused with the actual designer of Pac-Man, Toru Iwatani. Oh, okay. I, that I, guy I, is still alive. So do do not think that that guy died because he is not. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. he 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 was uh, he was also just portrayed by um a very strong Asian stereotype in the movie Pixels. Just remember yeah. that. 
Yeah. Everyone, th- like, it took the longest time for me to convince people that it wasn't really him. It, it, wait, it took you, like, people didn't want to believe you? Yeah, they thought it was really him because they had an actor playing him in the movie. God and I guess Christ. I can understand where they're coming from because who the hell hires an actor to play a real-life person who's, like, like a game designer? Like, it yeah. sounds like such an obscure thing to cast as someone else, but, yeah, I had to go back and forth a couple times saying, no, it was an actor playing him. Well, I... I think I think he does. He, I think he is actually in the movie, but I think he's like a janitor or something. Yeah, he is. Like the the guy. Yeah, it's stupid. It's like the guy really is in the movie, but as a janitor, and then someone else is playing him. Don't Jesus watch Christ. Adam. Sa- don't watch Adam Sandler movies unless it's Hotel Transylvania. Okay. Oh, he's in Hotel <laughs> Transylvania. Watch clip. Yeah, he does the voice of the dad. He, he's he's literally oh. Dracula, but you know the he's the reason why it's good is because. Yeah, the reason why it's good is because of Gendy Tartakovsky directing it yeah. and actually keeping him in check. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about games. What um, um your uh, just around the table? Who's your most difficult celebrity uh, death? And this goes for the chat as well. What is your most difficult celebrity death? I think that had to be Iwata. That actually hit me really hard. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy who who's basically credited for like saving Nintendo basically basically like just coming out of nowhere and saving all these video games and also coming up with all these amazing ideas he's just gone now this was the man who like created the Wii who basically created almost ca- who basically made casual gaming a staple can, who can, said uh, hey can we, video can games we get are a supposed drinking to be- game for every time Adam says basically <laughs> ooh should we start a count yeah <laughs> There when, was, there was, when there was, you start snorting, <laughs> or when Adam says basically, I'll just grab it. There was literally five times in there. So anyway, keep hope going. You, Sorry. Hope you people are playing. Uh, anyways, it's it's like um, you know this this man was very influential. He was the person that was looking at the PS3 and looking at the Xbox 360, and he said, "I want to do the opposite." You know, I want games to appeal to everybody. I want everybody to be able to have fun. No matter yeah. what, and he was able to do that, and to have him just disappear from us just two years ago, just and it was it was so sudden too, like it was just on the heels of like, hey, he's fine, so yeah, and yeah, he had just had surgery. Yeah, he was surgery, and you know, like it makes me sad because a lot what a lot of people like talking about the last thing he ever one of the last things he ever did was apologize for Nintendo's E3 2015 showing. Yeah. And that that almost tears me up inside, thinking mm. like the last thing he did was almost have doubt in us because we didn't like what they showed off that year. Mm. Uh, Josh, to what's be your... fair, there to be fair, their presentation that year was pretty shitty, but <laughs> that's beside the point. Josh, what about you? Oh, what celebrity death? Yeah. Oh, probably Michael Jackson. Mm. Mm. Courtney. Um, mine would either be mine aren't dead yet. Um, knock on wood. <laughs> David Attenborough, when he dies, it's going to be a long, dark day. Uh, he's oh. 90. So, mm. you know, every time I see a David in the headlines who's died, I get real upset. Um, mm. Or Guillermo del Toro, because I love him. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Um, that aesthetic, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really sad when uh, uh, DJ Gray dies, but I'm pretty sure that Aww. we're going to die. We're going we're gonna to be di- dead together. <clears throat> um, like Romeo and Juliet style? <laughs> well, no, probably. Something. <laughs> Something like, yeah, our livers aren't gonna last long. My my celebrity death, it's really embarrassing, uh, and you guys are gonna give me shit for it. But Billy Mays, 
Oh. I really liked Billy Mays uh, a lot, and like his well, whole his whole like pitchman stuff. I I I don't know. We resonated because we we're both loud, white, obnoxious dudes. So I love Billy Mays also. Yeah. Um, um, let's see. I, I I'm looking in the chat. People are saying uh, Carrie Fisher. That was a big one. Bowie, of course. Bowie. Alan Rickman. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. Uh, I know Alan some Rickman. people were uh, a lot. Of people were sad about George Michael also. Marshall Applewhite. Okay. Um, <laughs> so let's let's switch it up and talk about the Nintendo Switch. There has been a flurry of news out the last couple of days. We got a Super Bowl trailer that. The, did you just do what we, they did at that stupid presentation? Which one? Like that switch it up. Oh yeah. Let, uh, you have to do the finger oh. snap. Let's switch oh, ki- it up. <laughs> We're going to pump you up. Uh, but uh, we got a bunch of news. Adam, you have been on top of it, just felching little every drop of info out of it. Tell us all we need to know. Okay, so Nintendo released a Super Bowl trailer for the Nintendo Switch yesterday, and I actually think it's been working out pretty well for them. Um, I think we were, there was like a week before the Switch was revealed and we were talking about this, how there was a rumor that Nintendo was going all out, you know, they were going to have like, they were just going to have like advertisements everywhere and the Super Bowl, NBA playoffs, and yeah, it, it came true. I mean, they're, they're going to the Super Bowl. This is the first Nintendo commercial ever to be shown at the Super Bowl, and uh, wait, I think they... Wait. What about Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon doesn't Go. count. Okay. That's the poke that's the Pokemon company. Gotcha. Alright, well fuck you. Uh but yeah, I thought they really hit it out of the park. They went back to focusing on like the the main demographic of people who are going to be watching the Super Bowl. And it's really a simple trailer. It's just like, okay, guy wakes up by his bedside, takes out his switch, starts playing it while doing his daily routines. And yeah. then at the end, he just pops it into the uh, the switch dock. He's yeah, playing with the wild there. When I was when I was listening to it uh, uh, or watching it, uh, I was like, "Man, this sounds like a real, really shitty, like budget Walmart brand Imagine Dragons." And <laughs> turns out it was Imagine Dragons doing the music. So, what does that say? First off, what does that say about Imagine Dragons? Two, what's it say about my knowledge Taste about Imagine music. Dragons? <laughs> I don't know. Is there is there something wrong with Imagine Dragons? I actually like the music. No, I, I mean they just had that. They had that that one song that was on the the Internet Explorer commercial that was pretty dope. So anyway, who who guessed? There was a Geekscapist who guessed down to the cent the um, online pricing that they announced. Was that was that was that Matthew Rodriguez? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we we finally got their online pricing. Um, they are they're going to be going for a range of seventeen fifty to twenty six fifty a year. Who's hammering? Uh, sorry, that's a little hammering in the back. Gotcha, gotcha. I thought I didn't think your boyfriend was there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got um, Uniracers. So, so Adam, tell us more about the the other Switch news. Okay, so um, yeah. Well, what what you were saying was basically um, stuff that I was talking about, how they can improve on the service. So they announced that the service is going to be costing anything from seventeen about $17 to $23 a year, mm-hmm. which in retrospective, now looking at what you get for that, it is a bit more um, compromised, you know, it's a bit better. 
looking because it's not that full blown out. They're not trying to compete with Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus at sixty dollars. Credit where credit is due. I still fucking called it that you need a goddamn smartphone to connect to it. All right, you you all who who poo pooed it. I I am the one who poo poos you. And- Did you just say poo poo like unironically? <laughs> okay, you, you know what? I, I I'm all for accepting uh, fetishes and desires, but you know, <laughs> may, maybe keep that stuff in the bedroom. <laughs> all right, let's go to Reddit and look up some weird porn. No, you, let's not. Tell let's us more not. About- Let's not do that. Uh, anyways, though, yeah, it's going to be anything from like seventeen to twenty-three dollars, and uh, I think that is a very reasonable price. Of course, I still think that it's still a bit odd and counterintuitive. The whole smartphone thing, like we really have to see it in action before I really pass judgment on it. Mm-hmm. I really do want to see how it ends up working. Or maybe if, like, that's a thing for if you're on the go and, like, if you're at home and have it docked, you can still, like, just use the system itself to do that. But um, one of my things that I brought up in the article that I wrote was how they can improve some of this stuff. And one of them was obviously that, you know, maybe switching up the online and actually making it work. And the second one was um, about the virtual console titles, because there was a lot of controversy surrounding the fact that they're only going to give you one virtual console title that's either NES or SNES, and then they take it away after a month. Yeah. And to me, um, I think uh, Easy Ally said this the best on one of their podcasts. It's like, you know, this could be Nintendo overvaluing themselves because it's something like, for example, take, for example, Super Metroid. Super Metroid is a great game, fantastic game. But Nintendo is, you know, Nintendo's thought is like, oh, Super Metroid. People think that is like one of the best games of all time. You know, how cool would it be if we let people play that game for a month? Wouldn't they love that? Yeah. It's like, no, no, that's stupid. But the way I thought about it, this could actually work as like a sort of trial thing if they actually like give you games that are like weird and that you don't expect. Because, yeah, you could easily give us Urban Champion and Super Metroid and F-Zero and stuff like that. But you could also throw us for a curveball and give us these games like Wild Guns or Uniracers. And, you know, they already stated that, like, these virtual console games are actually going to have online multiplayer added to them, which I think is really cool. And one of the things that I can also say is, like, after that month is up, instead of having to pay full price for that virtual console title... You pay a discounted price for the virtual console title. See, like, that, that would that would be, that would be a, the logical progression, but they're not going to do that. Nintendo, they, I mean, they they they're they're still making Nintendo mistakes. They make these giant leaps and bounds with the Switch, and then they do something so classically Nintendo and narrow minded and say, "Hey, if you want to get online, you need to have another minimum." Three hundred dollar device to access it. It's it, it's just absurd. So when they're when they're doing these these free games, there's not going to be like a hey if you want to keep it here's it on discount. I don't I don't I don't believe that at all. I think they probably think that if you play that game, you're gonna like it so much that when the month's over, you're gonna go out and buy it. But I really don't think that's the case. Yeah, that's 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 not that's not gonna happen. Either because the, the diehard faithful, like the diehard Nintendo fans, are going to own these games already, most likely on some other vir- form of virtual console across the 3DS, Wii U, and Wii. And then people who 
don't already have it aren't going to just suddenly want to buy it. They'll either finish, since a lot of those games are short, they'll probably finish it within the month or just forget about it until the next one comes out. It's not, I mean, if they wanted to compare to, you know, Xbox games with gold and PlayStation Plus, then that's not going to work. Yeah. Courtney, yeah, um, of co- now you're you're very not console gamer. Would what, what what are your thoughts about these these freebie games that are only for the month? When you look at platforms like um, Games for Gold and then the PS Plus monthly freebies, it's not gonna. I mean, I hate subscriptions to begin with, so I'd hate to have to like even even like seventeen. Okay, so like seventeen or twenty three dollars isn't too bad, but like I don't want to I don't want to like have the subscription and then have to buy the game on top of that especially when i can like on my pc get games for really good deals through humble and steam so if anything it seems like it's not not worth it to me like it's not gonna I, it's I, not gonna be like a reason for me to to acquire a console i i i, I think we may have just figured out that courtney is more of a pc master race than i am <laughs> well, not wrong i don't own anything but my computer and my phone i don't have any consoles i don't have any handhelds nothing Mm. purist i guess but you know what though i mean not on the flip side of that though playstation plus has been horrible lately what was what did they they have last month i don't remember no one else does either yeah. Okay. They, they, okay. I, I I remember. I kind of remember. They had Day of the Tentacle remastered and some other game that I can't remember. <laughs> um, Day like, of ever the since, Tentacle. Like, I like. I was talk. I talked about this with Megan years ago. Like when PlayStation Plus first came out, I was because. I feel like the the non-disclosure agreement should have expired by now. But a long time, to- a few years ago, I was in a like a focus group that was talking about the possibility of charging for a subscription with Sony. So I knew it was coming. Then they came out with PlayStation Plus where the subscription, like you didn't need it to play online and the only purpose for buying the subscription was that they were giving you free games every month and then member exclusive discounts. And they were giving away really good stuff. Like games, sometimes it was games that were only like six months old that were still like almost full price in stores and they'd start giving them for free. And I remember seeing that and I was like, the whole reason why they're doing this and probably taking somewhat of a loss by giving out all these free games is that they're going to get everyone like used to paying a monthly subscription so that eventually they're going to tie it to online play. And then most of their fans will be like, well, I'm already paying the subscription, so it doesn't bother me. Yeah. And that's ended up what happened. So that's ended up that ended up being what happened. And then within about maybe six months to a year of PlayStation Plus being tied to online play, then all of a sudden the free games, like the quality of the free games started dropping to the point where now it's like now, like I don't even I don't feel the slightest bit excited when the list comes out of what the new free games are going to be. And it sounds stupid to complain about free stuff. And I'm not really complaining per se. But if you look at the lists when PlayStation Plus started to the last year of PlayStation Plus, it's a huge drop off in quality. Last last month they had uh, Day of the Tentacle remastered, this warm on little ones, uh, uh, Blaze Rush, the Swindo, Askin Two, and Titan Souls. So not really. Yeah. They um, next month did get leaked because of an ad on Amazon, and uh, Little Big Planet Three is going to be part of next month's um, uh, PS Plus free games. Yeah, so more crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I would I, just rather wait, spend do my you not like the Little Big Planet series, Josh? What's up? What, what was do you not like the Little Big Planet series? Well, I didn't like it to begin with, but I know that part three in particular got slammed by critics, and critics loved the first two. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it was probably because Sumo Digital did the third one. And not a well, medium molecule. I didn't like um, the fr- I didn't like the first two either. That doesn't mm. matter to me. Oh, I I loved Little Big Planet too. I remember hours playing that game. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you say? Um, uh, uh, final thoughts on, on all of that Nintendo uh, business? Um, I, I am still getting a little... Um, there are still some things that I'm skeptical about, of course, but um, I, I think I came away from this a little bit more positive, knowing that, you know, this subscription base is essentially only $2 a month, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I paid $60 a year for PS Plus, so, so it's pretty good. Uh, so... Moving on, we have a internet institution is shutting down. Um, Club Penguin is shutting down after twelve years next month. Now, um, it's it's it was it's been it's been around. It's been a meme on 4chan. Um, it's this is kind of like RuneScape or like Neopet shutting down. This is like a big big thing. Um, they announced it uh, on a develop on their development blog, and they uh, they gave gamers a little. I guess parting gift. Is anybody familiar with Club Penguin at all? Anybody not familiar with Club Penguin? I know what it ah. is. I never played it. So, so basically, it's a, a Disney-owned all-ages MMORPG. It's basically glorified Haba Hotel, where you're a penguin and you can pay real money or you know get penguin bucks and you can have houses and uh, uh, fucking what are those things called? Igloos. Igloos. And, yeah. <laughs> you mean the things and, uh, that all you people live in up there? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and it's been kind of a, much like Habo Hotel raids, 4chan did raids on there. There's their audio or their profanity filters have, have been a running joke on all these websites, but there's apparently, uh, an area you can go to that's just a giant iceberg. And there's been a rumor since the very beginning of Club Penguin that if you did the, uh, jackhammer, uh, or pogo stick, is it pogo stick or jackhammer? If you did the jackhammer emote on the corner, you could flip the iceberg, and it was kind of just a, 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 a an urban legend. It was a rumor. Well, the other the other day, uh, while people and people have been jackhammering on the corner of this fucking iceberg for twelve years, eleven like, years, eleven years. So the other day, the other day, all of a sudden, the iceberg flips flips over, reveals a dance floor and a message from the developers on there. It seems really it, it seems really cheesy when you're talking about it, but to have like an institution like this go away and then the developers finally, I don't know, give in to the, the meme, give in to the urban legend. It was, I don't know, I thought it was a really cool way to say goodbye to um, a lot of the fans. Uh, I'd love to hear everybody's thought. Uh, yeah, I, I do remember actually having a lot of memories with Club Penguin. It was, it was actually one of the first... Uh, MMOs that I really played when I was younger, I really did actually like playing it. I remember when, you know, they added, like, the ninja class and stuff, and that was, like, a big rumor for a really long time. And they've, they've always had this history of, you know, like, slowly rolling out the, these uh, fan theories and stuff and making them true, and it's always nice to see that. And um, just like when Toontown Online got shut down years a couple years yeah, ago yeah. It's, it's always sad to see something that like you when you played as a child it's it's just now gone you just can't go back and play it anymore it's yeah. it's somewhere on a shutdown server you're never going to be able to play it again goodbye did now um this uh, uh around the board is there any mmos or online services uh that you guys are sad that they're gone that, that you just that went away that you are really heartbroken that they went away city of heroes <laughs> City of Heroes, Josh. I didn't play enough MMOs really to ever feel that way. I guess Dragon Quest Eight or Dragon Quest Nine because I could never play it again, or I can never actually finish the story without the online features. That doesn't really count, though. Oh, why? 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 What happened with that? Because it was like a, 
it was this weird online experiment by Square Enix and Nintendo where all your party it was like a traditional turn-based RPG but all your party members are people you had to recruit from your friends list online mm. so it was, was like this a, it was like a pseudo MMO in a way but was this strike was this a uh, Dragon Quest 9 Sentinels of the Starry Sky yeah uh, okay so like once they shut down the online servers for the original DS and you couldn't access it anymore now it's very 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 difficult to finish the game because it's really hard I, I don't think it's impossible but it's really difficult to do it on your own um Courtney what about you uh, I never really played games online growing up, but, like, the only thing that this sparked in my head was, uh, like, are my Neopets still alive somewhere? Because yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's been, like, 16 years since I fed them, and that's really sad. And I remember when I first started, like, you had, like, the Neopet adoption where you could go and adopt the ones that have been abandoned, and I was like, what kind of asshole would leave them? Yeah, I'm that asshole. <laughs> um, but apparently Neopets is still up online. Oh, and is um, still around? Is what? Sea tunes. Sea tunes. No it's like Cartoon Network digital trading cards. Yo! Oh, Yo! oh my gosh! I remember Holy that. Holy shit! Oh, I remember oh. that. Fuck! That that oh, also funny. reminded me. Uh, Cartoon That's... Network Fusion Fall. Funny. That was the weirdest shit ever. Funny story, um, like a few years ago when Adult Swim was first starting to kind of really take off, um, they had a they had like an Adult Swim panel at this television museum near where I live, and they had Tim and Eric on like before they were really known at all, like when Tom Goes with the Mayor first debuted. Yeah, and so they had like a Q and A. And they had other people, like people from Robot Chicken, people from, uh, like, with Tim and Eric, and just other people from different Adult Swim shows. And it's, a, like, a really professional setting. And, like, this one, like, the one, like, balding neckbeard in the crowd, he he uses his Q&A question to ask them if they had C-Tunes to trade. And then, me, <laughs> and then me and Megan were like, what the fuck, C-Tunes are still around? What the yeah, yeah, I fucking... So if anybody doesn't know, like C-Tunes was basically like these weird trading card um, stickers that you could get on an, uh, an online service on a Cartoon Network. And you could have a C-Tunes page where you could display your, your cards. And some of them were animated. And there was like you could get like you could gamble for them. And there was like booster packs and stuff. Every fucking day after school, I would go home and get on C-Tunes and like. Like, oh, man, like, me and my buddy Devin would fucking, like, talk about our C-Tunes. Like, damn, that is so fucking, that is nuts. I haven't heard of that in so long. So long. That's so weird. Um, fuck. What were we talking about? Uh, Our MMOs penguin. that have, uh, dead, the, yeah. Yeah, I think this is the trading card podcast. Yeah, yeah, I, um, my favorite MMO is always the Matrix Online, and when that died, it was pretty, it was kind of, it was a bummer. I thought that, that was probably the best MMO I've ever played, so. That's just me. Uh, uh but before we move on, I actually want to say that, uh, regarding Toontown, that is actually technically still alive because a group of fans actually painstakingly recreated Toontown. It is yeah. actually called Toontown Rewritten, and you can actually download it. Yeah. Completely yeah, uh, free. Um, it, it was also, it was along the lines of like vanilla, like a vanilla Warcraft project kind of thing. Um, let's get Courtney, the, the biologist, to tell us all about the wonderful things that PETAs are doing with Warhammer and the Space Wolves. Oh, Christ. So, um, PETA apparently issued a statement requesting that Warhammer no longer use fur in their game. But, Be- but because it's not it's real. But, 
Dude, no. I like I'm I'm on your page. Like this is some fucking bullshit. Um so apparently like I don't know if it's because it's promoting the idea that fur is okay, but then why aren't you attacking people who use fake fur? Like also just shut the fuck up, Peta. Peta needs to go shut up and die. Peta is stupid. Peta doesn't understand how animals like like mm, I hate Peta. So yeah. So that was that was <laughs> So I found our stinger that we're gonna tweet at at Peta. At Peta suck my dick. <laughs> Hashtag Peta sucks dicks. Fuck yeah. Peta. No, get a trending. Like, like someone in chat earlier was saying, like Peta quote rescued some lobsters at one point and then released them into a freshwater lake. Like lobsters don't live in freshwater. Also, you never release creatures into an environment because you don't know if they actually belong there or not, and you could fuck up the ecosystem invasive species are a big problem like and then this whole thing with like it's a video game you guys it's virtual fur it's not even fake fur it's the fakest fur you can get well why it's not are a, you it's, so mad it's not even a video game they were talking about the warhammer 40k tabletop oh universe. oh they... the tabletop <laughs> so does that mean when my when my when i have my D going and i can't i can't have any of my players have like fur coats and they shouldn't have animal companions because and i i've heard this so many times today in the last past month that nature is quote not subservient to man and we can't just use it for whatever we want because it makes us feel good but it's okay for you to have a pet companion and you strive to get that pet companion in your video games but god forbid that we should have fish and tank yeah yeah, Electro Bolt, <gasps> thank you for your your lobster story. Goodness. Um, the, the official the official statement, uh there was a they tweeted at him and uh fur doesn't belong in the future. Why is PETA asking Warhammer forty K to go hashtag fur free? The answer may surprise what is that clickbait fucking bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> the answer may surprise you. No, it doesn't. You're a bunch of fucking idiots, all right? I was um, reading some. I was reading something too, where Peta has some kind of sh- uh, like uh, controls some high kill shelters too, or something like that. Oh yeah, no. Um, Peta actually kills a lot of animals. They do. That's, yeah, uh, they do. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, uh... So, so here's their statement. It's um, and if it, nobody knows, Warhammer 40k is a grimdark uh, tabletop minifig game that's been around since the 80s. Build the models. The it's it's set in the year 40,000 in the future. Everybody is, it's really dark, everybody's mutated. There's all these different, you know, factions or whatever. So, specifically, they're talking about the Space Wolves, which is a sub-faction. It's a certain group of Space Marines. So, the official statement from PETA said, Indeed, nothing on the bloody battlefields of Warhammer's conflict-ravaged universe could match the terrible reality that foxes, minks, rabbits, and other living beings experience at the hands of the fur trade. (laughs) Okay. While we... It's a fucking fantasy RPG pretend game. It's all pretend. No animals are hurt. There's fucking nothing wrong here. It's all just... Ugh. Well, to, to me, it's obvious that Peter's just baiting people. Yeah. And Courtney, you, you took the bait like... Just like that. Like a fish. Yeah. 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 Like a fish in uh, fresh water. Yeah. Uh, well, we appreciate that they are fictional. <laughs> Draping them in what looks like a replica of a dead animal sends a message that wearing fur is acceptable, when in fact, it has no more place in 2017 than it would in the year 40,000. All right. Uh, I job. want a fur coat for my birthday this year, y'all. The All cuter right. the animal, the better. Will do. Will do. Um, uh, can we just like staple a bunch of chinchillas together and just put them on you? 
Yeah. I'll, I'll have my I'll have my friend Grant uh, kill a bunch of bunnies and then leave uh, their we faces can... on. That's fine with yeah. me. Yeah. No, yeah. J- j- just leave them alive. Just staple them. No, you know, I mean, just no, take mean, a like, little like, part of them and just staple. I mean, don't let them bleed out or anything. Just make sure they're still fed and well kept. You know. I want a living bunny coat. What the fuck? Yeah, I'll just, tickle you. You can just, like, weave them together so they're still alive and you can just wear them. That's terrible. Like, let's not get, let's not get, like, messed up. Like, I obviously, I love animals. I love and respect them. I don't want them to be hurt. Uh, but animals are tasty. So, um, kill them gently and then eat them. Granted, this is the same person that said torture, uh, torture and... No, don't tell people that. <laughs> don't tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> My dad um, told me I was a monster, so let's not talk about that <laughs> on, on the podcast. Um, fuck, man, what was I gonna say? It was I don't know. Fuck it, fuck it, YOLO. All right. Um, you were talking about how I was a terrible person. You are, you are. Peta's, Peta's terrible people's people eating the, the tasty animals. Uh, so last on our set list. Uh, the Zenimax lawsuit. So there's been a lawsuit going on for about a minute um, that uh, people from uh, Zenimax Holdings. Now Zenimax owns. Um, they own Bethesda, ID, Arcane. Who else do they own? Nobody. Nobody knows. Nobody I've, knows? I've never heard of Zenimax before in my life. Zenimax are the people who make the uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Um, and they they're the they're the holding company that owns Bethesda and ID and all them. Anyway, so they had some. So when they had that, those ID employees leave, uh, specifically um, Palmer Lucky and a bunch of other. Palmer Lucky is the main the main dude who's uh, the co um, defendant on this lawsuit. They left Zenimax a while ago and went to go form Oculus uh, and thusly the uh, Oculus Rift. And when the Oculus Rift came out, Zenimax was like, hey. This, this sounds a lot like stuff you were working on when you're working with us. Uh, and you took code. And if, if nobody knows, when, you're, when you work for a company like this, and it goes with you know Microsoft or Apple or whatever, anything you come up with is their intellectual property. So even if you're working on a project on your own, in your own spare time, some there's a, a chance that the company automatically owns what you came up with. So uh, a jury today... Uh, awarded half a billion dollars to Zenimax after finding the Oculus co-founder Palmer Leckie failed to comply with a non-disclosure agreement he signed. Uh, another bullet point on that is Zenimax attorney called the incident a heist, and they were originally asking for $4 billion. Um, the, <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, the $500 million is split. Uh, Oculus is paying out $200 million for breaking the NDA uh, and $50 million for copyright infringement. Oculus and Palmer and Leckie each have to pay an additional $50 million for false designation. And Brendan Eribe, the former CEO, has to pay $150 million for the same thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, Oculus employees fucked up, and they got fucked up. I just want to say that um, another developer that Zenimax actually owns is uh, Tango Gameworks, which is the uh, studio that did The Evil Within. Ah, uh, that's right, that's right, that's right. The God, one by Resident Evil creator uh, Shinji Mikami. Yeah. Um, who else do they own? Well, I, I, I actually know a lot of people who enjoy the game. They own Battlecry. What did Battlecry make? They made the Doom. The the Doom. The Doom. (laughs) The Doom. Are you already hitting like that old man phase where it's like everything's the Nintendo? Yeah. (laughs) 
the well, Doom, the Doom game, and the, the, <laughs> Mario, the Super Mario in your Mario's yeah. and your Donkey Kongs. You play the playing <laughs> Pokemans. Uh, there was there's a there's a great stinger. One of our stingers is me like stumbling over the word Doom. Uh, it was back when Lee was on the podcast. Rest in peace, brother. Um, um, very you know tragic, tragic, tragic uh, ending to to him. Um, but they own Wolfenstein, and fuck, I don't care anymore. Um, anyway, what have you guys been playing this last week? Adam, you've been playing a lot of games, haven't you? I've been playing a good number of games, actually. And actually, before we go into that, I just want to say as a quick uh, side thing, um, Jackbox Games, the developers of the Jackbox Party Pack games and Drawful and all that, they mm-hmm. did announce that uh, Jackbox Party Pack 3 will be on the Switch. And if you have not played that game, definitely pick it up on the Switch. It is a great party game. Jack- but anyways, party? Uh, Jackbox Party Pack. Oh, okay. Basically, they're uh, these games that you can play using your uh, phone, your smartphone. It's really fun. I'll yeah, have to. Uh, so it fits. It fits right in with Nintendo's voice chat model. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, it's a very local thing, you know, and it's uh, very streamer friendly. People love streaming those games. Oh, but cool. um, anyways, because my because the Wii U is almost dead and at the end of its life cycle, and production has officially stopped on it, I am trying to beat uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, which I know Josh is loving me for. Um, I think I'm around chapter three. Maybe I have already picked up Ellie, and I'm in the uh, the weird dungeon where I have to light up all the uh, the lanterns in order to uh, get the stage play going. Yeah, where you're uh, like the I'm, assistant director or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually having a lot of fun with that game. It's a very nice game. Probably the closest thing a Nintendo console will get something like Persona related at all. Um, I really do like the uh, sessions. The, sh- the session stuff. I love just chaining together these big combos of magic and stuff. Uh, and also getting those ad-lib performances, you know, changing outfits. It- it's a great game, and I think it was very uh, underlooked. I don't. I really think it's a shame that not many people got the game, and I really think Nintendo just overall did a really bad job marketing it, just like the Wii U in general. They didn't market it at, over here, at least. Like it had zero advertisement. Like I think yeah. I saw one. I saw one trailer on their Facebook page like four months after the game came out. Yeah, and I, like, I shared oh. it. And it and not only that, but it was kind of a spoiler because it was sharing who the last party member is, who's someone who's like reoccurring. And I shared it with like a sarcastic comment. I was like, "Oh, good idea, finally marketing the game four months after it came out and ev- after everyone gave up their Wii U's or whatever." And this is how poorly I guess it was marketed. Where one of my friends commented and said they're not like they're promoting new dlc and i'm like dude that's not dlc you get that guy in the game and he's like wait really (laughs) i was like yeah so i have no like i have no idea i guess he he was assuming that they're releasing a new trailer four months after the fact because it had to be dlc when it wasn't well i do i do know there is some dlc it's like um and i did buy it it's like a couple of extra costumes in like an extra uh dungeon yeah, I right. had the co- I got the collector's edition, so mine came with it too. But it's just like uh, it's just like these really bare, empty dungeons that are just where the characters that you beat give you like this insane amount of experience points. Like it's it's there just to like quick level, like quick gotcha. grind. Yeah, um, uh, Courtney, what do you? Or, or sorry, it's, uh, uh, Adam, what else have you been playing? <laughs> okay, I'll finish up a bit. Um, I've also been playing uh, slowly Shantae Half Genie Hero. I am loving that game so much. It is a great game. I am so Still glad it did it. not. Yeah, I'm so glad it did not turn out like Mighty Number no. Nine. Um, <laughs> they they just sent an email talking about how they're gonna have a uh, DLC content ready very soon, 
So I'm very excited about that, being able to play as Risky Boots and all the other backer-exclusive items I can get my hands on soon. And yeah, just having a lot of fun. Very cool. Uh, Courtney, what have you been playing this last week? Uh, I got to play some Overwatch, trying to get boxes, uh, trying to get the May skin and the Diva skin. I really want the Diva skin, I think, more than the May skin, even. Um, <gasps> Blasphemy. I know. May skin's I garbage. Person. I want that, D- I want I that Diva skin so badly. <laughs> I hate them. They make me mad. I want to burn them. They're terrible. Um, Jesus. Jesus, your dad was right. I, you are a monster. I am such I, a I monster. Noticed, I noticed that May has more unlockables than any other character in the game. She does. It's because May is Bay. It's because they need to overcompensate for how terrible she is. Because <laughs> she's Satan. 1v1 me. I'll kill you as her. I love May. Um, I haven't gotten them. I think the only skin I've gotten so far is for Roadhog, which is, like, it's a cool skin, but... Uh, and I've been getting a lot of duplicates, which has been real fucking annoying. Duplicates and sprays. Who needs sprays? Um, I keep getting I got, player uh, icons. That too. I got Reinhardt's skin. That one would be neat. Um, other than that, I think I, um, I've just been doing my fish stuff. It's been cutting into my fun time, so not, right. not terribly exciting. Oh, I downloaded Fire Emblem on my phone, so I can play that now. Oh! Wait, is yeah. that out on Android? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did we want to have, like, a quick discussion about Fire Emblem Heroes? Yeah, when we talk about my games, like, we can do that. So, Josh, okay. what are you playing? Go! Your turn! I was also playing Overwatch, uh... I got the Tracer skin, the Zenyatta skin, and the Anna skin so far. But I only really want D.Va. I'm like 50 coins away from being able to just buy it. So mm. if push comes to shove, I'll just... Wait, you can buy the skins for like yeah, the, after the, the seasonal whole, events? Yeah, after the whole Olympic controversy, every event after that, you can buy them. But it's a, it costs triple the amount of the norm, of that tier normally. So like so a legendary 3, skin is three thousand, yeah. Wow. Oh wait, wait, wait! You can buy the event, the seasonal events now. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I feel like this is charge character levels of like completely disconnected from the conversation. Courtney, did you have a question about the uh, about the seasonal, the seasonal skins? <laughs> yeah. Um. So for the seasonal skins, can you buy them afterward, or do you have to like get them during the season? Oh, that's actually a good question. No, yeah, you can't. You can't buy them afterwards. It's uh, you can't buy them afterwards. No, it has to be during the season, which is another reason why everyone was pissed off that they shut off the. Uh, Halloween. Remember a few months back when they shut off the summer uh, summer event an hour early and people were mad, but we were kind of like, like I could see how it's annoying, but it's not worth getting so angry over. Like um, with the Halloween one, the Halloween one, they shut it off an hour early too, but that time people were more justified to be angry because people were literally trying to like open their last box in the last hour, and if they didn't get what they wanted, they were just going to buy it with their coins. Uh, but then when they shut it off an hour early, they couldn't spend their coins on it either. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, Uh um, if once the event's over, you can't buy them anymore with your coins either. But uh, aside from that, I played Gravity Rush 2 some more. I'm almost done with it, but holy shit, that game is so... Like, if you play all the side quests and stuff, it's so long to the point where you kind of start getting annoyed at how long it is. So... I put it down for a little bit, beat the beat the main story, but there's like a true ending that you can get if you keep playing after you get after you like get the first ending. So I'm in the middle of that, so I'm probably only maybe an hour or two away from being completely done with it. Overall a fantastic game, it's just some of the side missions take way too long and it starts and they don't really reward you too much for completing them either. So it just starts becoming like more of a chore than something that you really want to do. Mm. 
but the story missions and everything like from just a strict story standpoint the levels and are a lot more varied the game has a much wider scale the gameplay changes and improvements they've made are all almost universally like improve it so much more from the first game and you guys know that i love the first game so i'm hoping to finish it next week and be able to report back on final impressions but so far so good and then lastly fire emblem heroes just downloaded it today was frantically refreshing my phone all day was dinner Uh, ready what (laughs) was dinner ready no i think the ceiling just collapsed on me <laughs> but, but yeah, I was frantically refreshing the app store since they released it really late in the day, like around three in the afternoon over here. So it was so far though, it's really fun. It's a simplistic version of Fire Emblem, but it's that it has that whole free to play model, just like Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, which I was also playing this week. But I don't really have anything new to add except that they're bringing Cloud out sometime soon to celebrate the Final Fantasy VII mm. anniversary. But on Fire Emblem. I didn't re-roll to get better characters. I just kind of wanted to take what I got, and I got shit for new characters when I uh, was buying my first set. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm. So you just, you on- just, uh, you're like, well, how, how does the rolling like? Is it like the normal um, when you make your like single main hero character? Is it, is it like that? It's like the game gives you a bunch of free orbs in the beginning when you first start and you need to pay orbs to unlock new characters but it's at random like wherever you get's random so i guess there's an exploit right now where when you buy characters like one you have to um i guess you have to back out of the summoning screen for it to like permanently save so when people summon the characters that they're trying to buy if it's someone they don't want if you like uninstall the game and re-download it like it'll forget that you did it already so you can keep using those free orbs to keep trying until you get what you want basically gotcha gotcha yeah i I, i'm a bit too far in the game already to do that but i i did re-roll once because i got a really bad hand and i actually ended up getting a uh one level five person and that's a level five cordelia Uh uh-huh yeah i love her she's amazing i just want tiki man i do too tiki tiki and lynn to a lesser extent, but Tiki more than anybody. Oh. It's Tiki's just been... No, Tiki's go, go. the only Tiki's the only like actual Tokyo Mirage character in it, kind of. So gotcha. That's all I really give a shit about. I mean, I'm hoping that the Tokyo Mirage characters eventually show up as like a special event. That'd be I cool. Mean, I mean, let's face it. There's not like they already have pretty much every Fire Emblem character in the game already, and they're gonna have to draw the game out with special events somehow. So, aside from like crossovers or something, I'm really hoping that they do that down there. What's your gender, Adam? Uh, probably pork. I'm not sure. Wait, you're Jewish? I don't care. But, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with Josh. Fire Emblem Heroes has been a really fun experience so far. I'm about, like, five chapters in. Um, I think it's very accessible to people who want to start trying to play Fire Emblem. I think it's actually a great jumping-off point, aside from some of the uh, in-app purchases. And overall, I'm having a really fun time with it. Uh, is that all you've been playing, Josh? Uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, speaking of, though, when I mentioned Final Fantasy Break of XVS, did you guys see the teaser image for the Final Fantasy VII remake and then the Kingdom Hearts 3 image, no. like, mi- mi- mimicking the Final Fantasy VII cover? No. Yeah. I saw yeah. that. It was, like, a little quickie thing during Square Enix's uh, press coverage. Gotcha. Yeah, it looked pretty cool, but, you know, those games are going to come out for another 15 years, so who gives a shit, right? Yeah, we're going to get uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.89 next. Mark I'm sure we were just talking about that. 
they haven't remade they haven't remade 258 by um uh, whatever it is 258 by th- two days or whatever the fuck uh, that was that was on 1.5, wasn't it? The no, it was, just the, it was just the cutscenes and dialogue, though, not the game. Exactly. Yeah, I so mean, that's they... what I'm saying. Like, they can, they still have room to actually remake the game for 358 and remake Recoded, which was like the same, got the same treatment on 2.5. Yeah, I'm sure no one's re- gonna want to they... play a, an HD version of Recoded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can they barely could re- get through that game. Watch, watch them, watch them re-release those and call it like 2.9, and then bundle after that bundle 1.5 2.5 2.8 and then those all in one package before kingdom hearts 3 comes out and call it like 1.995 to the power of two two point nine 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 the final one divided by three guys we we swear this time divided by five also or also has anyone played that yet the new one no No, i have not played played no the only kingdom hearts i ever played is i uh, my my friend had it on and i played one of the the gummy ship levels, and that was it. Because I don't understand why the prequel section of the game is called Kingdom Hearts 0.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Well, it's 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 because... Birth by Sleep 0.2 Final Chapter Prologue. Yeah, it is. Thing... <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? But, but the is thing that title. The thing why it doesn't make sense is because it's Kingdom Hearts 0.8, and it takes place after Birth by Sleep, but before Part One. But if it's the final chapter prologue, so if it's the prologue to the final chapter, it's actually a prologue to Kingdom Hearts One, not Three. Like, what um, the fuck are they talking about? But basically, it's sort of like a flashback. It's I I, I think it, it is about Aqua, but I think it's like Mickey's telling the story from what I've seen in like a, a stream of it. It's a flashback of when someone was trying to learn English and failed miserably. <laughs> but uh, yeah. From what I've seen a little bit, I watched a, like a little stream. I think it's like Mickey's like telling the story about Aqua uh, traversing the uh, the dark world and stuff. And then like the very end has a has is sort of setting up Kingdom Hearts three for it to happen. Of course, they've been setting up Kingdom Hearts three for like the past three games, but you know who's counting. I remember when yeah. Kingdom Hearts three was supposed to come out like ten years ago. <sighs> wasn't it? Wasn't it like hyper delayed? No, like I think the game that was teased as Kingdom Hearts three ended up being Birth by Sleep originally. Ah, uh, yeah. It it was Birth by Sleep that was originally teased. Uh, gotcha. Kingdom Hearts three wasn't announced until like Sony's E three in like twenty thirteen, and even then they're like, "Hey, this game like just entered development. Don't expect to see this game for another five years." Yeah, but even then, the end of Birth by Sleep teased Kingdom Hearts three. So if you count that, that's been since like what two thousand nine. Gosh. <laughs> I just uh, want to play the so game, man. I've been playing, uh, besides the, the normal Overwatch and the, the, the CSGOs, I fired up The Division again, and I'm finally getting into um, uh, The Underground, and it's fun. Good game. I feel <laughs> like it. at this point... It- I feel like at this point, if you have a game called The Division, they should just patch a uh, section where it's just the United States. Well, it, uh, well, it where, takes place you- in New York City. Right. It, 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 there's a yeah. there, you're going to there's a there's a there's a raid where you go to uh, one of Milo's uh, talks. <laughs> uh, what a controversially political update. Uh, so that was uh, level 105, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as always, you can find us on uh, Geekscape.net. You can find us on Loot Crate. Hook us up on lootcratecom Geekscape. Use the promo code Geekscape to get a fatty discount. Um, we have a new podcast coming up maybe this weekend. Uh, that Woo! is that is centered around Star Trek Voyager. It's gonna be very cool. Uh, it's called Seven of Wine. 
And it's these uh, two gals in uh, SoCal that uh, drink wine and talk about Star Trek Voyager, my favorite Star Trek. So I'm very, very looking forward to that. I just um, like their find- name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, you can watch us live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash TV. We got people in the chat. Shouts out to everybody in the chat. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, what else? What else? What else do we got? Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, Geekscape Games. We really, that's probably where you can help us out the most. If we get a listen on our SoundCloud page and a like, that benefits us the best. And check out our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Geekscape Games Podcast. That's groups slash Geekscape Games Podcast. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Geekscape Games. I am at Shannon Hare on Twitter, SSJakin on gaming platforms. Uh, hit me up on PSN. Let's play The Division. Let's do that. This is where somebody else jumps in and, and gives uh, a... Amen. I'm I'm Adam, we've been doing this for 105 episodes. I know, but this every time, hasn't changed. Every time always, we do okay, it, we last, all talk so. over each other, and that's what happens I, every time, just like that. No one can Courtney. do anything. I am Adam. You can find me on Twitter at the ACZ. Same thing on Instagram. And that's about it. Uh, Xbox Live also. Xbox Gold. You know, find me there. ACZ also. Tinder? Uh, Tinder, Grinder, everything. <laughs> not really. Uh, Courtney. Christian um, Mingle. You can find me uh, He's on Twitter. Jewish! He's Jewish! It's JDate. Yeah. Find Does him J-Date on JDate. Yeah, I'm sure they do. You, you said yeah instantly. <laughs> have you been on JDate? No! Is I follow somebody on Instagram whose mother catfishes on, on JDate. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Poor her. Anyway, um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at AK Geeky Girl. Everywhere else, I'm Geeky Girl AK. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I post videos and pictures of our crabs and fish all the time. Giant enemy crabs. Giant enemy crabs. We got some cute new ones this week. They're uh, they're pretty awesome. And I'm at Enu Joshua just about everywhere, including Instagram. Ooh. <laughs> hey, hey, credit where credit is due. My response was kind of funny. I didn't <laughs> Except see they it. They weren't archers. Well, it was a picture of the DC sniper. <laughs> Oh, it's not okay. Alright, thanks for watching. Bye, everybody! Bye! Bye. See ya! Bye. Bye.